and welcome to season four of the Stephanie Humphrey podcast, where we will feature our new series entitled, Let's Talk About It, Bible Edition on the first and second Thursdays. This series will feature biblical conversations and practical teachings. On third and fourth Thursdays, Sip and Say with Stephanie will continue. So grab your sip and be ready to talk about the latest news and social events. We look forward to talking with you then. Be blessed. Recording again. <laughs> I'm recording again, podcast listeners. I think in my excitement, I hit the stop button. And so you missed the prayer, but you can go on the Stephanie Humphrey channel on YouTube to get the prayer and we're moving forward in this teaching. Amen. So when I got on, I have to admit I was a slight tad little bit melancholy. I have no idea why. I was feeling really good. And then I started feeling a little melancholy. And I was just like, well, you know, God, sometimes we need those moments because maybe I didn't pray for anybody, but I did sit and was like, God, what is this? Like, what what's happening here? Um, but um, but yeah, but I um, I feel good now. That prayer, I, that's why I think that's why I prayed. <laughs> Because I was like, I need to pray, you know, to kind of to kind of just get me in a mood of worship and in a mood of prayer and in a mood of praise and in a mood of giving God the glory, honor and praise. Because, again, he alone is worthy. And so you all welcome to the show. Let me know how you're feeling tonight. So you all, I don't have a guest tonight for our talk series. So I'm going to talk to us tonight. I'll be sharing this biblical um biblical teaching with practical information that we can use in our everyday lives. I do welcome you to chat with me, to talk with me. You can be my special guest on tonight. And so you all chat, like I said, chat with me in the live chat. If you're listening to the rebroadcast, you can always add comments and let me know what you thought about the show or just add comments as I'm asking questions and hitting certain points within the teaching. You are most welcome to join me in this discussion, we're still talking about love. <laughs> You're welcome to join me in this teaching tonight about love. I hadn't planned to talk about love again, but that's what God said. So that's what we are talking about today. So I invite you to grab your Bible, to grab a pen, grab your journal or a notebook and talk with me, read with me, study with me, and let's all work on being better doing better, living better, treating people better, treating ourselves better and the like. Amen. Amen. So I just wanted to just say, um, just give a greeting to my listeners. So good evening to my mom, Sister Brenda. Good evening to my aunt, Sister Wanda. How y'all doing? I invite you and all our guests to chat with me on tonight because I don't have a, and I won't have a special guest any this month, um, except for right at the end, but it's for something different. But I won't have a guest tonight or next Thursday. So it'll just be me giving you this, uh, again, biblical teaching, practical um, principles that we can live by each day. And let me get into it because I'm going to be, I'm hungry now and I'm going to be hungry in a minute. <laughs> so let me get into it, y'all. This is just a short word of encouragement for us. And we're still talking about love. I know that's the second time I've said it. We're talking about love. 
And we're talking tonight about loving ourselves, okay? Sometimes it can be easier for us to love others than it is for us to love ourselves because we are our own worst critic. Like we beat ourselves up. We don't encourage our own selves sometimes like David did. We look at our faults and our flaws and the mistakes that we've made in life and the not so great decisions that we've made in life. And we sometimes ponder on those things and think on those things and let that sometimes be our story. But those bad decisions, those um, uh, wrong turns that we've made in life, that is not the end of our story. We are still alive and we're still well able to make the changes in our lives that we need to make. We're still well able to be better, to do better, to live better, to treat ourselves and others better. Like we're well able to do that. And so again, tonight is a word of encouragement, a word of edification so that we can treat ourselves better because when we treat ourselves better, we learn to treat others better. When we love ourselves, we can truly love others. Amen. Amen. So y'all know I got my acrostic tonight. So love, our L is live life to the full. Our O is open to, to something. Y'all, let me just let me just take it one step at a time because I don't want to have to go all the time. So open is be open to trusting people with you. And we'll get into that. The V is value you. And the E is, I can't remember what the E is. I look, edify is coming to mind, encourage is coming to mind, but that's not my E. <laughs> I don't remember what my E is right now. Um, I think, oh, the Lord just told me, thank you, Jesus, for bringing all things back to my remembrance. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Enjoy is enjoy something. Enjoy life to the field. You know, the Lord bought it back to me and I didn't say it and then lost it. He gave it back to me. Enjoy life to the full. So that's what we are talking about tonight. So our first scripture tonight for live life to the fullest is Philippians chapter three, verse 14 through 15. Again, make sure that you're chatting with me, sharing your thoughts. I will share them right here on the air so that we can all be encouraged and edified by each other. Amen. So Philippians chapter three, verse 14 and 15. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So Christ Jesus has already laid hold of some things on me. He's already laid hold of me and laid some things on me. And I just need to take hold of those things. Pressing on. So that I may do what God has called me to do and be who God has called me to be and tap into the promises that God has released unto me that God said that I can have. So we got to lay hold. We got to press on and lay hold. 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press. I'm sorry, y'all. I started with verse 12. I apologize. Philippians 3, 12 through 15. My bad. I apologize. 
Um, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal this unto you. I cannot remember what version that is. I don't know if that's my New Living Translation or not, but um, but because I, I didn't write that down. Um, but I do have another translation. I'm not going to read it. So we're going to stick. So you all, before I really I get into this, because I, I think sometimes we look at this scripture and we say, well, I'm going to forget my past. I'm going to forget what's behind me and I'm going to press forward. That is what the scripture is saying. However... Some of us use this, and we're talking about loving ourselves, and if we're loving ourselves, we have we must be healed and be delivered in the areas that we need to be healed and delivered in so that we can fully love ourselves, okay? So that we can love ourselves to the fullness and all integrity and all in honesty and all purity and all holiness, holiness, excuse me, in all truths. Let me put my glasses down so y'all put mine in all truths. And so I believe some of us use this scripture scripture to justify not dealing with our past. I'm going to take my glasses off. I think some of us use this scripture to justify not dealing with our past. I want to be very clear that this scripture, this Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 15 is not saying that. If you have some... if if there are some things that happened in your past that are still affecting you, you need to deal with that because only when you deal with that can you truly put things behind and move forward to the prize of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Just by you saying, well, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to deal with it. And you think I'm going to forget it and keep moving. You may not deal with it, but if that thing is still bothering you, it's dealing with you. And people are seeing that it's dealing with you. There's some people that I know right now who say, well, I don't forgot about my past. I mean, it don't affect me no more. Yes, it do. And we all can see. It seems like you can't see it, but we all can see it. So if we have made decisions that were ungodly, that were in our flesh, and we made some wrong turns, got involved in some wrong relationships or unhealthy relationships, if we took a job we shouldn't have taken, if we moved to a city or a country we should not have moved into, moved to, if we've made a business decision or made a business connection or another type of commit, like a ministry connection with people that we should not have made that connection with, and it has affected us, like it has affected our mental state, our emotional state, our physical health, then there is still time to rectify that situation. There is still time to say, God, I made this mistake. I got connected to this wrong person, whether it was romantic friendship or business or in your ministry. God, I connected to this wrong person. I made this wrong decision. God, I turned this. I took this left turn and you told me to take a right turn. God, please give me direction for how to get out of this mess that I found myself in and God can get you out of it. Not only can God get you out of the mess that you've made, 
I'm say the mess that we've made because I'm in this too. But God can give you direction. Not only can God give you direction and strategy to get out of the mess that we've made, but God can heal us and deliver us and clean us up and make us brand new. So much so that that thing, that mess that we were in no longer affects us, no longer bothers us. We're able to truly forget that which is behind and move forward in what God has for us. But we have to deal with our past, y'all. Just saying, oh, well, that's not going to do it. Just not thinking about it, that's not going to do it. Because if it's still, if, if there are situations and people that still bother you, like when they walk in the room, you feel something within, or if, you're, if their name is mentioned and you feel something within, or if it's a situation, whatever, and you there's still some feelings there or some uneasiness there or some uncomfort there, you need to check with the Holy Spirit, God, what is this? Did I not, did I, do I need to forgive this person? Is there some harm that they committed against me that I haven't dealt with yet and I need to deal with it? Like we really need to keep a check, a self-assessment, y'all, check on our heart to make sure that our past is not affecting our mental state, our emotional state, our physical health, our social health, and our spiritual health, okay? So this is not a license for you not to deal with your past. This scripture focuses on I've dealt with my past, I've forgiven everybody I need to forgive, I have released the hurt, the damage, the you steamrolling over my heart and my emotions. I have forgiven you, I have released those things, and then I'm pressing forward to what is to come. I had a dream, not last night, I think it was Tuesday night, if I'm not mistaken, and it was actually a colleague of mine, and she she was ministering to me, and I don't remember, I remember her laying hands, and I remember her, I remember receiving the word that she was sharing with me, this is me dream, like, this was a dream, and I remember it, just, it was so vivid, I remember she was praying, she laid hands, she prayed for me, I received what she said, but I don't remember what she said in the dream, except she said, move forward. That was the last thing she said as she released her hands from me and she was moving on to the next person. She said, move forward. And that's all I could remember. And I said, God. <laughs> and then there were some other things that happened in the dream that I remember very clearly as well. And move forward. That's what I move forward. So I, I have not explored that in its fullest. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous to explore because I'm nervous about what that means. <laughs> Because, yes, I'm nervous about what it means. I, I I think I know what it means, and it means something really good. But I just need to make sure that I'm hearing from the Lord about that word. Move forward. I'm going to speak that word over y'all. Move forward. That's the scripture, right? Forgetting those things that are behind and pressing forward to what is ahead. I'm going to press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You can't stop me devils can't block me. I'm moving forward in what God has for me. I'm moving forward like a freight train. That means if you get in my way, I'm going to knock you out the way. I'm just saying what I'm saying. So if you don't want to get knocked out the way, just don't get in my way. I'm just, I'm just saying what I'm saying. But we really, you all, there's so many great blessings and callings and giftings and ministries that the Lord has for us. We just have to move forward in it. We have to press toward the mark of the price of the high cost. It doesn't matter how we feel. 
It, does, uh, it doesn't matter if we feel adequate to do it. It doesn't matter if we feel like we don't have the resources or the understanding or the knowledge to do it. If God has given you something to do, if God says that you're an author, if God says that you're going to be a praise and worship minister, if God says that you will preach the gospel, if God says that you will have international ministry, if God says that you will travel abroad, international ministry, being a missionary uh, evangelist, whatever God has said for you, you're going to be a yoga instructor or a um, exercise instructor, whatever God, you're going to be a nutritionist, whatever. God has spoken in your spirit, it is for you. Don't worry about the finances. Don't worry about the connections. Because if you pray and ask God to give you wisdom and ask God to give you strategy and ask God to show you who you are to connect with, he will. He will give you direction, y'all. He will lead and guide you. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. If you trust God, if you ask God questions, God will answer. <laughs> It may not be the answer you want, but God, you ask God questions. God, I need guidance on this. God, I need your word on this. God, I need your will on this. God, I need your heart on this. God, I need strategy. God, I need your direction. Father God, I need you to show me the heart of this person. God, I need to. I need for you to illuminate your word to me. Whatever it is, God will answer. Y'all have heard me say, Prophetess Juliet Austin, she uses Wings of Eagles Christian Church. She says this all the time. God is a talking God. So if you ask him, he will answer. So if there's anything in your past that you need to deal with, ask God to show it to you so that he can heal you and deliver you, make you free so that you can move forward. If you uh, feel like God has called you to a ministry or God has given you spiritual gifts, ask God, God, well, how am I supposed to use this spiritual gift? Like, how am I supposed to go forward in this ministry? You know, for me, when God released me to preach and have a prophetic ministry, I actually got books. I'm looking at my bookcase because there's some books over there that God let me to, I started reading books. I started talking to people who were already in that ministry, in that gifting. And I started like doing research and getting educated about it. So you can do some things on your own, you know, get educated in God's word, reading materials, talking to people, but ultimately let God speak to your heart and your spirit about who he has called you to be and why he has called you to do. You, I'm, I promise you, you are more than who you are right now. And I'm not saying, and you are enough. Where you are right now, where, where you are right now and who you are right now, it's enough. You are enough. What I'm saying is that there's so much more in you to share with the world. There's so much more in you, so much more wisdom in you to share with the word. So with the world, so much teaching in you to share with the world, testimony in you to share with the world, books in you to share with the world. Like you have so much in you that you don't even realize, that you don't even recognize. And even if you do, you might be timid, but ask God to give you courage and boldness to just go forth, to move forward, to go forth in what he's called you to do. I know y'all, I talk about this all the time because my heart is to see people being who God has called them to be and doing what God has called them to do. Like, it's my passion. Like, I want everybody to be saved. I want everybody to do what God, you know, if God called you to, to be a minister, I want you to be that minister. If God called you to write a book, I want you to write that book. If God called you to start a business, I want you to start that business. If God said, release your ministry, I want you to release that ministry. Like, I really want you to do what God has called you to do and, and be who God has called you to be. Because I know oftentimes in this life, and I said this was going to be short, but it don't sound like it's going to be short, does it? But often in this world, in this life, excuse me, in this world, in this life, we veer off 
from who God has called us to be. Because sometimes we get connected to the wrong person. Sometimes we're disobedient. Sometimes we were waiting on our friend. We were going to do this thing with our friend and they decided not to do it. So we didn't do it either. And we miss out on opportunities and we miss out on God's blessings and we miss out on fulfilling the destiny that God has placed within us. But look, y'all, whatever we've missed out on, it doesn't mean that that's the end for us. It doesn't have to be the end of our story. You are still, take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. That means you're still alive. And you can still do whatever God has called you to do. Now, now look now. Now, if you are of a certain age, you might not be able to join the military if that's what you wanted to do. That may not be feasible for you right now, but maybe there's something else military related that you can do. Maybe you have a ministry for veterans. Maybe you have a, a ministry for young soldiers. Like you can, whatever you want to do. I guess I'll say with some limitations, with maybe some age limitations like the military, but whatever you want to do, whatever God has said for you to do, you can do it. It's in you to do. It's like Prego. Y'all heard me say it. It's like Prego. It's in there. So stare up that gift. Stare up that destiny. Stare up that ministry. Stare up that calling. And what? Move forward. I'm done with that. <laughs> it was supposed to be short, but it was long. And it's okay. The rest of them going to be short. Praise God. The rest of them going to be short. Let me just check the chat because I told y'all I wanted y'all to talk with me. And yes, hi, Uncle Darnell. Hi, Cousin Linda. I enjoy, oh, thank you, Cousin Linda. I enjoyed that prayer myself. I needed that. Yes, thank you, Cousin Linda, for being a part of this, um, this teaching tonight. Amen. Y'all keep talking to me. I'm going to keep checking the chat. Okay, so let's go on to our O. All right, y'all. My technology is doing what it's doing. Give me just a second. Oh my Lord, no, 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 no. All right, y'all. My technology back in line. Hey, 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 here we go. So, oh, be open. Be open to trusting people with you and be a person that others can trust. So be open to trusting people with you, with your heart, with your emotions, with your thoughts, and also be a person who others can trust to be open with. Now, I do, I got to put a preface in everything because I know somebody going to say, well, I can't trust everybody with everything. I know. I know you can't. <laughs> I recognize that. I recognize that we have the spirit of discernment. And when God says, uh-uh, you know, shut your mouth then you don't need to say anything else. If God says, don't share that with that person, then you be obedient to God, okay? But sometimes we can be so closed because of fear, because of anxiety, because of insecurity, but because of shyness, we can be so closed that we miss an opportunity to share our heart with people. And sometimes that that's a missed opportunity to share our testimony with people. Because sometimes we can get a little embarrassed and ashamed by our past. But you all, our past is our testimony. Everything that you've been through and you've got delivered from or you've got healed from or that you came out of, that you are a victorious over, that's a testimony for somebody else to be healed, to be delivered, to be victorious. All the hell that you've been through, but you're still here and you're still in your right mind, that's a testimony for somebody else who's going through hell to know I can come out of this with my hands up 
I can come out of this with peace of mind. I can come out of this with joy in my heart, with love in my heart, and with forgiveness in my heart. I can come out of this. Hallelujah. So we should share. We need to share. We should share, y'all, our testimony with other people and not be afraid that they will look at us strangely or afraid that they'll judge us or afraid that they will no longer want to, like, quote unquote, be our friend or be in our circle or be in our um, space. Y'all, let's just let the fear go, let the insecurity go, and be willing to share our testimony with other people so that they can be saved, so that they can be healed, so that they can be delivered, so that they know that they can be more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves them, so that they know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, so that they know that all that um that we are overcomers, that we are more than conquerors, so that they know that God delivers, God sets free. God saves and heals. God cleans us up and makes us brand new. Y'all, God does such a great work work in us that oftentimes we don't look like what we've been through. I don't know about you, but I don't look like what I've been through. <laughs> I've been through some hell, you all, let me tell you. Some of it was of my own doing and some of it was just what it was. But I promise you, because I think I'm a beautiful young lady and I do not look like what I've been through. And I I can bet, I'm not a betting person, but I can almost guarantee that you don't look like what you've been through either. We can go through the fire like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego and come out without a smell of smoke on us. We can go through the storms, the hail, the tsunami, the rainstorm, the ice storm. We can go through all kinds of storms and still come out without the snow on us, without the rain on us, without any damage to us. Well, sometimes we do get a little bit of damage, but hopefully we allow that allow the Lord to heal that damage and make us brand new, okay? So sometimes we do come out with some battle scars, but hopefully those battle scars have healed and are healing so much so that we can share our testimony with other people. So be open to trusting people. So our scripture, I actually have my Bible for the scriptures. Let me put my glasses on so I can see. I have some scripture scriptures for us. The first one is Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. And it is, I'm reading from the New Living uh, Translation. It says, share each other's troubles and problems. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are fooling yourself. You are really a nobody. Now, I didn't say that. This is what the words say. (laughs) And I'm going to read it again. Verse 2, chapter 6, Galatians. Share each other's troubles and problems, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are only fooling yourself. You are really 
a nobody. You all, sometimes we get so prideful and we don't want to share what we've been through because we feel like, well, we're above those bad decisions that we made. We're above that trauma that we experienced in our childhood. We are so above that. Like I'm, I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. No, you need to talk about it because we overcome by the revelations. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It is, I'm going to say imperative because that's what I heard. It is imperative imperative for our own deliverance, for our own healing, for our own victory that we share our testimony with other people. I was talking to my family member last night. He's my baby brother. And I was sharing with him. It was was last night. I was sharing with him and you all have heard me say this before. And if you haven't, this is the first time you're hearing it. I have been homeless three times in my life. I have lived without water twice in my life. I have lived without electricity once in my life. And when I told my brother, I don't know how we got on the topic about lit life or whatever. I think I was just celebrating how good God is to me. Um, And we were talking, I think we were talking about so much, but we were celebrating how good God is. And I was telling him these testimonies. And he said, Stephanie, I did not know that. I said, you don't. I said, I I said, you did. And I said, I've talked about it on my show, my Thursday show. I've talked about it before. But he said, he has never heard me say that. I was like, yes. And you know what, y'all? I used to be embarrassed about it and ashamed about it, but I'm not anymore. I'm I'm okay. I didn't make a lot of money at those times. And sometimes it was just like, I'm gonna have to pay one bill over another bill. Um, I remember, well, I'll share more of that, you know, maybe at another time, but yes, y'all homeless three times, been without, live without water twice, live without electricity once. So when, oh, that's what you're talking about, praising God. So when you hear me praising God, oh, glory. I know my life and I know my history. I know what I've been through and I know what I've overcome. So when you hear me praising God or you see me praising God, my praise is real. I hallelujah because I know where I've been and I know how far God has brought me from and I know how blessed I am today. Y'all, I am so blessed. It don't make no sense. I'm so blessed that I sometimes wonder like, God, really, this is all for me? Hallelujah, because I know where I was and I know who I used to be. And not only have I experienced those uh, physical, you know, things in my life, but y'all, I used to be a mean person. I used to slice you up with my words and I would walk over your bleeding body. That's who I used to be. But I'm no longer that Stephanie. Now, I know her. And I don't want to revisit her. And I'm hoping, you know, I don't ever have to. I'm just saying. But I know her and I know who I used to be. And I know who I am right now. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I can talk to you with kind words. Sometimes those uh, other words are not far, like, not far back in my mind. (laughs) I'm just keeping it real. I'm just keeping it real. But really, I can speak kind words and loving words and have a pleasant disposition and have good conversations with people and encourage people and lift people up and inspire people. I wasn't always that Stephanie, but that's who I am today because I allowed God to heal me. I allowed God to to deliver me. I allowed God to help me deal with the things of my past so that I could be free and free indeed. And I'm I'm not embarrassed or ashamed about my past, y'all. It is what it is. It was what it was. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not embarrassed about it because it has helped shape me into who I am today. I am the called of God. I am the chosen of God. I am 
delivered. I am healed. I am brand new. And I'm going to talk to, I'm going to brag some more on myself. Come on, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Y'all need to start bragging about what y'all doing. That's another conversation we're going to have in May. I'm going to brag on me for just a minute because bragging on me means bragging on God. I dropped out of school in the early, in the uh, mid nineties. I dropped out of school. I have since gone back. I have my bachelor's degree. I have my master's degree. I am a licensed educator. I'm a published author of 13 romance novels, one trilogy, and one poetry book. I am a homeowner. I am a business owner. God has uh, blessed me to lead two ministries, Be Free Ministries and my nonprofit, Aunties Against Abuse, where we help young ladies ages 5 to 18. That's who I am. That's who I am. I am an ordained minister. I'm a teacher in God's word, y'all. God has been good to me. And I say all that to say because I'm bragging on me, but I'm bragging on God because to God be the glory, y'all, for the things that he has done for me. I live comfortably. And I think I live below my means and I live comfortably. Oh, glory. Because there was a time that I used to not have food in the pantry and the fridge and the refrigerator. Been there as well. But I got plenty of food in the freezer and the refrigerator and the pantry. And I'm looking at some food right here on my table that I ordered and came. Y'all, God has been good to me. And I'm open, you all, to share my testimony. Because if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would be. Okay, this is not of my own doing. It is all God. <laughs> when I if the, when I say this a God thing, y'all, this is truly a God thing. So we should be open to share our heart and share our testimony with other people. We should be open to trust people with our hearts, to trust people with who we are, and to also be a person that they can trust. Every time somebody comes to you to share their life with you, you shouldn't be telling the whole world about it. You shouldn't be gossiping about that person or sharing um, the information that that person trusted you with. You shouldn't be sharing that with other people. People should be able to trust you when they share personal things with you. When they say, look, I want to tell you this, please don't tell anybody. You, they should be able to trust you not to tell anybody. So we should be people of trustworthiness and people of integrity where people can come to us again and share their life, share their heart, share their testimony. We should be a safe space for people to come and be healed and be delivered and be set free in our presence. Ultimately, it's God's presence because we are representatives of God, but they, we should provide an atmosphere, be a person of integrity, be a trustworthy person and provide an atmosphere where people can come and feel like they can confide in us and feel like they can share our testimony and it won't be where you will judge them, okay? So we need to be a safe space for people, but we should also allow others to be a safe space for us. Okay. All right, y'all. My other scripture that I want to share with you is James chapter 15 and 16, uh, verse, uh, excuse me, chapter five, verse 16. It reads in the New Living Translation, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and wonderful results. So when you 
are open to people and you're sharing your testimony with people, it's a perfect opportunity for them to intercede for you so that you can stay delivered and so that you can continue to share your testimony, you know, and be all who God has called you to be. And when you, when others share their heart with you and their testimony with you, that's an opportunity for you to pray for them, that they will stay delivered, that they will stay saved, that they will walk out the principles of God's word, that they will be who God has called them to be so that they, and that they won't get into Tangled in the yoke of bondage again. They won't go back, back out into the world again. So when we are open to each other, it's a perfect opportunity for us to gain some intercessors and to be an intercessor. Amen. Amen. You also be open. I'm going to go to the chat because we are having conversations. Yes. Hallelujah. So um, oh, let me go. Uh, I'm going to share what has been said in the chat before I move on. Cousin Linda said, preach, girl. She said, I enjoyed it. Um, Sister Brenda said, she's here to help if you need it. Um, Sister Brenda said, sometimes it's easier to share our personal secrets with a stranger than with our friends and family. Why is that, Sister Brenda? Add that to the chat, Sister Brenda. Why is it easier to, to share our secrets with a stranger than with our friends and family. I want you to add why you think that is to the chat, and I'm going to read it to our listeners, okay? Um, so Cousin Linda said, let go and let God. Amen on that. Yes. I have been there too. God is good all the time. Cousin Linda said, amen. And Sister Wanda said, let God work through you for his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Cousin Linda said, obviously God is not done with you yet. Amen. Those are some words of encouragement and words of wisdom from my listeners, Sister Wanda and Sister Brenda and Cousin Linda. Those are words of wisdom for me and words of wisdom for all of us. Amen. Amen. So let me go to our V. Our V is value you. Value you. Psalm 139 and 14, y'all have heard me read this uh, over and over again. I'm going to keep reading it because we need this encouragement. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. You all can't nobody. Be Stephanie Humphrey, like Stephanie Humphrey. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Can't nobody teach like me. Can't nobody preach like me. Can't nobody write a book like me. Can't nobody laugh like me. Can't nobody smile like me. Can't nobody sing like me. And guess what? Can't nobody be you as best. Better than you. That's what I want to say. Can't nobody be you better than you. Can't nobody sing like you. Can't nobody preach like you. Can't nobody dance like you. Can't nobody whatever like you. Y'all throw it in the chat. Tell me why can't nobody do better than you. Come on, somebody. Can't nobody be me but me. I am an original. I am unique. And I will, I'm going to get my, my neck raw. I will not copy anybody else because I appreciate and I love and I value who God has made me to be. <laughs> I love me some me. Let me tell y'all, I love me some me. And you should love you some you too because can't nobody do it like you. Can't nobody work that church dress and that church hat and them church heels like you. <laughs> Come on, somebody.
somebody, can't nobody rock that shortcut like you. Can't nobody rock that nice curly uh, hair that maybe grew out of your head or maybe didn't like you. Can't nobody rock it like you. So we are to value ourselves. Y'all, let me tell y'all something. Y'all know the expression, the expression, God didn't make no junk. God did not make junk. Everything that God made is beautiful and good. Now, sometimes we go off and do something else and our actions may not always be beautiful and good, but God made us perfect and in his image, we are good. <laughs> we are good and we are enough. Just as we are, we are enough. Our scripture, another scripture that we have for tonight is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses, went too far, verse 7. Oh, am I going to read? Let me see if I'm going to read all of this. I might read all of this. We're going to start at verse 7 and we're going to see where the Lord takes us. I didn't realize I put this much in for Timothy. But this is what we're going to start with. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Y'all know how it is. We grew up, especially in the, in the black family, we grew up with all these wives' tales, all these little crazy sayings. Step on a crack, break your mama's back. You know, you can't walk under a ladder because um, it's bad luck. If you break a mirror, seven years of bad luck. Like all these different sayings, like old wives' tales, different sayings that we learned um, growing up. And we probably said them ourselves, you know, while we think it's harmless. But sometimes, depending on the person, those things may, people may take those things to heart. So we need to be careful about what we say, the phrases that we use, the things that we say, because we want to make sure that what we're saying is for the use of edifying, edifying ourselves and edifying other people. When we use words to edifying, we are showing that we value ourselves, we value our words, we value the power of our words, and we value that not only for ourselves, but we value it for those that we are speaking with, those that we are conversating with, those that we're having lunch with and we're talking to, like we should really value. To me, a way in, that I value myself is watching my words, watching what I say to myself and then watching what I say to other people. You are not going to hear me bad mouthing me. Now, I might be like, ooh, Stephanie, you got some blemishes there. That's, that don't, that's not cute. You know, we got to work on that. And I do say, look, Stephanie, you got, you got some extra rolls down here around this midsection, and we, we need to work on this, step. We need to work on this. I will say that, but I, have, I will not use degrading words towards myself or to other people. I know my issues, my physical issues, and like I know what I need to work on, but I'm not going to beat myself up about it, and I'm not going to speak negatively to myself. I will still say, Stephanie, you need you you looking good, girl, but you need to get some of these rolls off so you can be healthier. Ooh, girl, like right now, I need a haircut. Like y'all probably like Stephanie, your hair. Like right now, I need a haircut, and it's kind of getting on my nerves. But I haven't taken the time to do my haircut, my hair, and I'll say it's getting on my nerves, but I will not degrade myself just because I know I need a haircut. Like I know again what I need to work on and what I need to do, but I will not speak negatively to myself and I will not degrade myself because I love myself too much and I value myself too much. And I encourage you to watch the words that you are saying to you. Watch the words that you are saying to other people. One way that people know that we love them and value them is the way that we treat them. 
And part of the way that we treat people is the way that we speak to them, the way that we engage with them, the way we talk with and to them. Verse eight says, physical, oh, I forgot to get that. Instead, train yourself to be godly. And I'm going to read verse eight, and then I'm going to come back to that because it goes together. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So it's good to exercise. It's good to, to, to exercise. If you like Zumba, if you like aerobics, strength training, weight training, all of that is good. If you like yoga, that's good. Whatever physical training you want to do to stay healthy and whole, you should do that. It's all good. We should do that. But the Bible says that our godly training is even greater than that physical training because our spirit we need to make sure that our spirit is staying strong and our spirit is elevated and our spirit is in right standing with god because if we're not then it'll it's more if we're not in right standing with god if our spirit is not elevated and nurtured and full then we could easily be mean to people and mistreat people and mistreat ourselves and just go off in a way that god did not intend for us to go but when we keep our godly life strong we keep our spiritual life healthy, then we can maintain healthy relationships with other people. The way that we keep our spiritual life healthy is studying God's word, praying, and then fasting and praying, having your personal prayer, um, not prayer time, personal prayer time, but personal worship time and personal praise time, attending church, for not, not forsaking our, the assembling of ourselves together, going to church, going to our, the Bible study at our church or going to another Bible study that God has led you to. Um, even going to revivals and conferences and things like that can help our spirit man stay strong. But just within yourself, studying God's word and praying, allowing God to heal you and deliver you, those are some ways that we stay strong in the spirit. Um, not not out blockages keep keeps coming up, but not allowing blockages to hinder us from God working on our heart. Because sometimes when our heart is hurt, we, we don't want to open our heart to God. We just want to block block God wanting to reach out to us and wanting to heal us. We kind of block him sometimes because we don't want to get hurt again. But don't allow those blockages to stop you. Like let those blockages go. Put those walls that you've erected, let them come down like the walls of Jericho so that God can heal you and deliver you, make you brand new and you can be, you know, who God has called you to be. And so, yes, we are to build up our spirit, man, day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour through prayer, through praise, put you some worship music on or sing you some worship songs, sing some new songs into the Lord, sing some prophetic songs, sing the scriptures. I used to grab my Bible and just sing Psalms, like go to the book of Psalms and I would just sing the Psalms. And then I learned how to sing prophetically. God just matured me and so I can sing prophetically as well. So we truly need to build, keep our spirit man strong, you all. You might miss that exercise class, but don't miss studying God's word. Don't miss um, praying. Don't miss going to church. Like if you're sick or something, you know, you can catch it online or something like that. But don't go weeks at a time, months at a time um, out of, like, don't be weeks at a time or months at a time out of church. Like making sure that you're keeping your spirit man strong. Go to church, like I said, all those things to be strong, to make sure that our godly life remains as it should, okay? Remains as it should. Um, so get that spiritual training. Make sure that your spirit man is exercising. 
and then share your share your testimony. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, this is it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stop right there. Just do seven and eight. You all can read the the rest of First Timothy if you want to. Seems like there's something else in Timothy that I wanted to read. Give me just a second. Let me see. No, that was all. First Timothy chapter four, verse seven and eight. All right. And so we're going to go to the E, but before I do, I'm going to check the chat to see what wisdom you all have shared, because I, I want to hear from you and I want to be able to share your wisdom with the listeners because see the podcast audience, they don't have, they um, aren't here. They don't have the benefit of the live chat unless they come over and listen to the rebroadcast. So I want our podcast audience to hear, you know, the wisdom that you all are sharing. So thank you all for chatting with me. And so, oh, yes, I'm going to get to Uncle Gregory's point. Oh, come on. Get your shout on, Cousin Linda. I shot with you. So Sister Wanda says, we are each a designer's original, one of a kind, created by God to be a showcase for his glory. Amen. Amen, Aunt Wanda. Amen. And God's words are food for the soul. They truly are food for the soul. Yes, God's word is some good meat. It's some good food for the soul. Amen, Cousin Linda. Now, my Uncle Gregory, I think in response to the question that my mom had about sometimes, or not the question that my mom had, but the statement that my mom made about sometimes it's easier to share secrets with a stranger than it is family and friends. And um, my Uncle Gregory said, sometimes family can be so judgmental and harsh. Um, and I know he meant judgmental. And that's true. I agree with that. Sometimes our family can judge us so so bad that it makes us feel lower than we felt when we shared what we, you know, what we did share. It can make us feel low. It can make us feel embarrassed. It can hurt our feelings. It could really, like I said, bring us low, bring us down. I, I agree with that. I, I totally agree with that. But then I have another question. But why? <laughs> why? I'm like the kids. Well, why? 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 You know, so I'm wondering you all, since we're having conversations, y'all, I'm going to get to the evil. We're having conversations. Is it that our family needs to be healed? Does our family need to be delivered? Like, do we need to have a come to Jesus meeting with the family so we can see, well, what's wrong with you that when I come to you and share my heart with you or share my secrets with you, you're judging me? Like, what's in you that's causing you to judge me? Because y'all, let me tell y'all something. All of us got some used to be. <laughs> All of us got some used to be. I used to be, whoever you used to be, a drunkard. I used to be a prostitute. I used to be a murderer. I used to kill murdering with my words, like killing people with my words. Like I used to be, everybody got a used to be testimony and everybody got a used to do testimony. I used to do drugs. I used to do several women. I used to do several men. Like we all have a used to be and a used to do story. So ain't nobody got room to be judging nobody. I'm just saying, let me put my teacher eyes on. Ain't nobody got room to be judging nobody because all of us have a past. Used to be and used to do. And, and in all honesty, some of us have a present do and a, we don't have a used to do and a used to be. We have a present be and a present do. Come on and hear somebody meaning that you have not allowed the Lord to regenerate you. You have not allowed the Lord to heal you and deliver you. So you in the present be and a present do. 
Come on and hear somebody. So yes, but family can be harsh and judgmental towards us. Um, and I, again, I, we, we, we need to question like, why? Like, what is it about that family member? Like, what areas that do they need to be healed in? Like, what, how is their heart? You know, like, how are their emotions? Are they a healthy person? You know, so, so I definitely, if y'all have some answers for me, put it in the chat. Like, why is it that our family can be the worst critic? Like, we can be our own worst critic, but our family members truly can be our other worst critic really can. I don't know it's because we're so we're too close to each other or maybe we're not close enough to each other. Like y'all talk talk to me y'all. Tell me how y'all feel about that or what do y'all think about it? Tell me. Tell tell me something. Okay, let me not sing y'all. Oh, okay. So um yes, thank you cousin Linda. So sister Brenda says, "Oh my <laughs> My mama just trying to, you know, family, fam, let me, let me do my, since she told me not to do it, this is my show, let me do it again, family, there, there we go, right there, family. So uh, my uncle Gregory says, uh, because misery loves company, that's why we need to encourage one another in the Lord as you are doing now. Amen. We do, you all. And that is so true, Uncle Gregory, misery loves company. And that's why I say, if your family member is being ju being judgmental towards you, or if they decide to gossip about you, it'd be like, Stephanie, you used to be homeless. Like, you were preaching. Like, hi, Kiki. You know what? It's all good. My job, I had to do it my job and make a lot of money at that time. But yeah, family. So that's why I said, if family is being judgmental, then it it is possible that they are dealing with something. They need healing. They need help. They need deliverance. So we should pray for them so that they can get healed and delivered and be set free. And so they, so that they can get to a point where they become an encourager and they become one that edifies and they become one that inspires. Cause all of us, I don't think, well, I can't talk about you. I don't know your testimony. I'm going to talk about me. I didn't used to be an encourager or an edifier or an inspire, a person that inspires. I don't, I told y'all earlier in the broadcast that did not used to be me. <laughs> But because I allow the Lord to work on this heart and these emotions and this mindset, that's who I am now. God has, when I when I gave God my heart and he healed me and delivered me, he made me new. He made me into the person that he called me to be. Not who the enemy wanted me to be, but the person he called me to be. So yes, I agree that misery truly, and it's so sad it's man, that's it's it's a sad state where we can look at our family members and look at our friends even and see that they we know they need to, to be saved. We know they need to be delivered, we know they need to be set free. Like we see it on them and we can talk to them about it and pray with them and give them God's word, but oftentimes for whatever reason, sometimes people just want to stay in a state of misery or they want to stay in a state of being downtrodden. They want to stay right where they are, right where they are. I guess they feel comfortable there. They feel like, well, this is how I've been all my life and I'm going to be this way until I die. Like, I don't know if they don't see that they can have better and be better and do better. I don't know. I, I don't know what y'all think. You know what y'all think. 
Um, so Sister Brenna said, I think it's because we perceive what each family member should be and what they should do. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I do. I can, I can agree with that because sometimes I, and I'm going to share this y'all. I'm being vulnerable and being open to, I'm trusting you all with this. And so this is something that I've never told my mom, but it's something that's really real. And my mom, I don't think my mom minds me saying this, but my mom does have some um, physical limitations. And I used to not accept her physical limitations. I used to be mean to my mom. I'm gonna just be honest, you all, because I was like, I just was like, I don't even know. I just did not like that she had these physical limitations and she needed all this help and this support. And I was being stubborn and resistant and didn't want to help and didn't want to do. And I don't know. It's because I, I just didn't want to accept that's who she was right now, you know? And, um, but I had, I prayed about it. Like I prayed, my aunt spoke to me about it. I prayed about it. And I'm at, I'm in a different space where I've accepted who my mom is, not who I want her to be, not who I perceive her to be, but who she is. And I had to realign my eyesight to see the, the, the great in her and to see the wisdom in her and to see the good in her and to see the help 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 helping person in her and to see the encourager in her and not focus so much on this perfect person that I wanted her to be, but to see her as she is and love who she is. And so I thank God for being able to share that testimony. And I thank God for healing me and delivering me in that area. And so I do think sometimes we can have a perception about who we want people to be. And when that perception doesn't line up with our reality, then it sends us into this whole other thing where, where we feel let down and we feel disappointed and we want to be judgmental towards them. Cause I used to be very judgmental towards my mom. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure she felt that cause it came through in my attitude and sometimes in my words. And so again, I think I've gotten better and I still probably, you know, could work on that area. So y'all pray for me and receive for me as I get better and being who God has called me to be, you know, and in treating people God's way and showing love and everything. But I do think sometimes again, our perception, our, our idealistic view of how people should be and the reality of who they are, if that doesn't intersect, then it messes us up. And so, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. And so um, my aunt says, oh, that's a good point, Aunt Wanda. My aunt says, sometimes we see ourselves in other people. And oh, that, oh, that's good. Sometimes we see ourselves in other people. And, and because we see that, it reminds us of who we used to be or what we used to do. And we don't want to have to deal with it or it brings us, it brings up uncomfortable feelings or puts us in an uncomfortable space, maybe because we need to go back and deal with some things, or maybe because, you know, God wants us to share our testimony with that person. And maybe we're afraid to do it because we don't know how they're going to receive us. That's, that's layered. That's really good. I want that's, that's, that's good. You know what? I'm going to share, this is not my testimony, but I'm going to share something that I heard um, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts said, you all know that she had her first child when she was 14 years old. And 
she uh, shared a testimony. You can find it on YouTube, but she shared a testimony. It was she was introducing her dad, Bishop T.D. Jakes, at one of the Woman That Are Loose conferences, and she was saying that she was telling her dad, you know, when her and her son Malachi, when they came back to church, her dad welcomed them back in, and she was after a little while, she was saying that there was like a family friend that would always look at her, you know, and kind of make her feel uncomfortable and, and things of that nature, and she told her dad that she felt scared and felt like she didn't want to come back to church anymore, and her dad told her that that particular family member got pregnant at the same age as Pastor Sarah did. And she, he said, sometimes when people look at us, they wonder how, what they could have done differently. Let me make sure I say it right. What they could have done differently to do the things that you're doing. In other words, how could they have done things differently so that they could have walked, I guess, in a better way or in a healthier way? I'm, I'm going to put that link, y'all. I'm going to find that video and put it in so you can hear exactly what Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts said. I hope I got the words right. But I appreciated her dad sharing that because sometimes when people are looking at us, they do see themselves in us. And sometimes it could be a hindrance or a discouragement. And if it is, it means that we need to check on our own heart. Maybe we need to go back to the operating table and let the Lord work on us again. Maybe we need a second surgery or a third surgery and let the Lord work on us again so that we can be made brand new, you know, in that area. And so, I'll, again, I'll find that video and I'll put it in the description so you all can hear the exact words that Pastor, you know, Sarah said. Um, uh, maybe we see. So I, that was good. Yes, my mom mentioned that maybe they feel worthless, may have low self-esteem. Maybe they don't have a positive attitude about them own self. And that's true. That goes back to the misery loves company. If you don't feel good about yourself, if you feel miserable, you, you want everybody to feel miserable. You don't want nobody to feel good about themselves. Tabitha Brown has a saying. Um, and I don't remember exactly what it is. Like I'm trying to quote these people and don't remember what they're saying. She says something to the effect that have a good day, but if you can't have a good day, don't go messing up nobody else's day. So just because you're living in misery and you may not be feeling so good about yourself, don't hinder me. Don't get in my way. I done told y'all at the beginning, I'm like a freight train. If you get in my way, I'm gonna knock you out in the way. I'm just saying what I'm saying. So don't get in my way. If you ain't here to encourage me, build me up, lift me up, inspire me and encourage me, edify me, then don't even come this way because your feelings might get hurt. I'm not going to pull the old Stephanie out. I'm not going to pull the cutting Stephanie out. I'm going to be the godly Stephanie. And I'm going to tell you kindly, we, we can't be connected, sis. We can't be connected, bro, because what you're bringing is not lining up with my anointing and my Holy Ghost and my godly living. So you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Okay, I'm done with that, y'all. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, my aunt Wanda said, which I really love, some of the mistakes we made or are still making. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Let me say it right. I said it wrong. I said it wrong. Let me say it right. My aunt Wanda said, some of the mistakes we made or are still made. Oh, let me make sure. Let me see. Okay. Maybe she didn't finish her thought, but I'm, I'm going to finish it for her. Some of the mistakes we made or still are making are for our making. <laughs> That's what I thought Aunt Wanda was trying to say. So some of the mistakes we made or the mistakes we might be making right now and waiting for God to heal us, deliver us, waiting for us to you know give our heart to God so he can heal and deliver us. Those mistakes are for our making. Because sometimes before I'm making, because sometimes before I'm making, look, like um, Cousin Linda said, the devil is busy and we can't give him power by yielding to negativity. Amen. 
Amen and amen again, Sister Linda. Hey, uh, cousin Linda, Sister Linda, amen. Because that is so true. Sometimes, y'all, let me tell y'all something. I, I like you, know my, I know my family. I know my family members. And I know my friends. I know what family members I can talk to about what. And I know what friends I can talk to about what. Like, I have a friend, man, well, I have two friends in particular that I'm thinking of. When I say I can talk to them about anything under the sun, the good, bad, and the ugly of Stephanie, they already know her, the good, the bad, the ugly, the past, and the present. But I can talk to them literally about anything and all is well. I have another friend that I'm thinking about. I'm hesitant sometimes to talk about the good things that are going on in my life because they have some other things happening in their lives. And sometimes I don't want to to feel like I'm bragging about all this goodness that's going on in my life. And so I'm, I'm, I am selective or cautious, maybe selective. I use the word selective about what I say or how much of my goodness that I'm sharing because I don't want it to seem like I don't want to be a stumbling block for her. like why Stephanie always bragging about what what's what God doing in her life. I don't want to be that for her. And so yeah, so I know what to say to who and I know what family members I can talk to. I know what family members I can say things to. I know what family members I might hurt their feelings if I say things say something or say it a certain way. Like I know my family. Like I have family members I, like my friends I can talk to them about anything under the sun. And we good. We we good. We can agree to disagree if we don't agree, you know. If we agree, we good. If we agree, uh, um, disagree, we good. You know, all is well. And there's some family members that I have different approaches for. <laughs> like I know some family members, they can't have all of this Stephanie because it's just too much for them. So some family members, I have to go calm. I have to put my yoga teacher on and my mindfulness teacher on and just be soft and gentle and then some they just get all of stephanie and it just is what it is you know so we know our family we know our friends we know how much um of whatever they can take like if we're bringing correction we should know how to do that we we bring correction and love if we need to talk to them about a situation like with their family like with their children or maybe a job situation or maybe a disagreement or a rift that they're having with another family member you know if we have to do that, we should ask God to give us wisdom with how to do that. And most of us know our family members and we we know how to approach them, you know, so that there can still be peace. Not that we're trying to appease them, but we want to go to them in peace and in love. And we want to leave their presence in peace and in love. I think that's all I'm going to say about that. Because we got to get to this. Yeah, I said it was going to be short, didn't I? <laughs> I'm going to blame it on y'all. Y'all made it longer. <laughs> No, y'all, I love it. These comments are good. Y'all keep the comments coming. Keep them coming. Y'all, this is the last, this is the last part for the E. Expect nothing less than God's best for you. Let me tell y'all something. Expect nothing less than God's best for you. Romans 8, chapter 31 and 32 says, What shall we then say? To these things, if God be for us, who I say can be against us? Oh, yeah, yeah. If God be for us, who can be against us? God, let me tell y'all something. 
For all of you who may not like me, it's okay. For all of you who may not like my delivery, it's okay. For all of you who may not like my, it's okay. Just don't try to come against me because God is for me. And I'm telling you, you think me coming like a freight train in something? Consider me coming with the full backing of heaven coming at you? I'm just saying, God is for me. So whatever you do and say, whatever weapons are, are you try to form against me, they're just not going to prosper because God is for me. I serve notice on the to the devil again. The devil know me. Devil, whatever weapons you try to form, they won't prosper because God is for me. For the negative people, for the people out there, do and say what you want. God is for me. I have the backing of him. You don't see my angels, but my angels are here with me. I have the backing of heaven with me. The backing of heaven is on my side. God is for me. And you should say that to yourself. Say, God is for me. Y'all, God is for you too. God just not me for me. God don't have no respect to person. So it's not just for me. <laughs> you have heaven's backing working on your behalf too. You have some angels that's in your house, around your house, stand and watch over your house, over your car, over your business, your property, whatever. Angels are watching. Angels watching over me. And you too. Angels have been dispatched. Y'all may not believe in angels. That's okay. I do. I know that I have angels watching over me, protecting me, keeping me when I'm driving up and down the road, when I'm out here and all these shootings. When I'm out and about, God, look, God is with me and God is for me. We need to make sure that we know that God is with us and God is for us. Regardless of what hell comes or what weapons the enemy tries to use against us or whatever whatever the enemy tries to bring to us, those weapons won't form. His plans will not prosper. The devil is already defeated. It's a fixed fight. Come on in here, somebody. It's a fixed fight. Did y'all hear what I said? I said it's a fixed fight. So regardless of whatever the enemy tries to do, operative word tries, it's not going to prosper. He may look like he's winning for a moment. Oh my God. It might look like we down for the count. It might look like we don't have or might feel like we don't have any more fight in us. But greater is he that is in us <laughs> than he that is in the world. Expect nothing less than God's best for you. Y'all don't want me to tell you who the best is. Chapter 30, I mean, verse 32, we're still in Romans 8. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God gave us the best when he gave us Jesus. Oof. God gave us the best when he gave us Jesus. And if he's already given us his very best, <laughs> what makes us think that he won't continue to give us his very best? Expect E, expect nothing less than God's best.
Whatever that best is for you, expect nothing less than God's best. My best is peace. Yours might be a Bentley. I, I was uh, watching a chat uh, of a show I was watching earlier, and it was talking about the Bentley GT or GS or G something. Yeah, that might be the best for you. I don't care nothing about no Bentley, but maybe you want one, and God says you can have it. Go get your Bentley if that's what God say. You know, maybe you want a mansion on a hill or in the valley or wherever. If that's God's best, receive that. Receive it when God brings it to you. Whatever the best is for you. For me, it's peace. For me, it's a savings account, you know, for me is, you know, whatever. I don't even know, but God is going to give me his best. <laughs> He's going to give me, he gave me the best family in the world. The Humphrey family is the best family in all the entire whole universe. He gave me his best in the Humphrey family. He gave me his best with my mom. He gave me his best with my dad, even though, you know, God gave me the best. And God gives you the best. And when I sit here, because sometimes my mama, you know, get on my nerves. Sometimes my daddy get on my nerves. But guess what? Sometimes I get on their nerves too. <laughs> but God gave me the best. When he gave me Brenda and Herbert, he gave me the best. So I thank God for giving me his best. And I thank God for him giving you his best. And guess what? The best is yet to come. We have God's best in Jesus and we have God's best in his promises and, you know, everything that he has promised to us in his word and everything that he's promised to us, you know, in our heart and our spirit, you know, during our prayer time and our Bible study time, but still yet there's some best to come. <laughs> there's still some best to come. All right, y'all. Let me see if I have another scripture. I think that's enough, ain't it? <laughs> Expect. Let me let me go through everything one more time. I am. Let me. I'm gonna go through it one more time, y'all. Live life to the fullest. Be present in every moment. Just be present with the Lord. Be present with your family. Be present with your friends. People are leaving this earth quick, y'all. Fast and in a hurry. So be present. Be present in the moment with your family, with your friends, whatever you're, you are doing. Just enjoy your life. We only have one life to live. You might as well enjoy it. So live life. If you want to take a cruise, go to your cruise. If you want to go out of the country, go to, to Mexico. It's, I've been thinking about going to Spain lately, y'all. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going, but I, it's, it's, come to my, it's come to my heart to go to Spain. If you want to go to Spain or go wherever else, you all live life to the fullest. Don't let anybody hinder you or keep you from living life to the fullest. All right, oh, being open to trust ourselves with people and also being a person of integrity so others can trust us. Value you, value who you are and value what God has given you. I didn't really get into that. Value what God has given you. If you have peace, value it because not everybody has peace. If you have joy, value it because not everybody has joy. If you have a home, like if you're a homeowner, value that because not everybody is a homeowner yet. You know, if you have money in the bank that, that you can give to 10 people and still be comfortable, value that. Whatever you have, value it. Value you, value your heart, you know, value your personality, value who you are, and then value what God has blessed you with. And then the E, enjoy, what was it? 
Expect nothing less but God's best for you. That's in your relationships. That's in your business, your ministries, um, the jobs, the careers that you have, whatever it is. Expect your the things that you have or that you want. Expect nothing less than God's best for you. Y'all, that's what I have for us tonight. I said I was going to be short, but it was all good. I enjoyed myself, and I hope you all did too. Um, let's see if I have any additional comments. Sister Brenda said we ought to give God our best, and we should. Cousin Linda said, go, grow, and glow. Ooh, I like it. Go, grow and glow. Cousin Lynn, I might have to have you on the show talk about that. Now, I like that. Now, I like it. And Sister Brenda said, when, when a Goliath comes in your life, God will send a David. Y'all know what? I was actually going to talk about David tonight, um, but I'm actually going to talk about David. Well, I don't know if I'll talk about him next week or not, but I was going to talk about David tonight with it, with all the, the L-O-B-E, but God told me to do something different. And so that's what I did. So speak the goodness of God. Amen. Uh, that's from Sister Wanda. And Sister Wanda also said the battle is already won before the fight even begins. And it is. It's a fixed fight. Y'all, it puzzles me sometimes. I promise you I'm going to end with this and then I'm going to give an announcement. It puzzles me that the devil... It's still on his job. <laughs> like if I know it's a fixed fight, the devil ought to know it's a fixed fight. But he's not going to give up. He's not going to back down. He's going to keep coming at us. He's going to keep trying to, to get us off course and trying to, to stop us from studying God's word and to stop us from praying and to stop us from going to church and to stop us from our ministries and our gifts and stuff. He tried his best, y'all. Bless his, bless his heart. Y'all know that's a Southern thing. Bless his heart. Like he often know it's a fixed fight, but he's in it to win it. He's in it to get every soul he can to go to hell with him before his time is up. And we need to make sure that we're not that soul. And we need to make sure that we are being a testimony to other people and sharing the good news of Jesus Christ so that we can get as many souls as we can for the Lord. Amen. It is God's will that every soul be saved. God knows that every soul won't accept him. He knows that, but it's his heart. It's his desire that every soul be saved. So let's be about our father's business and loving ourselves and in loving other people. Amen. Amen, y'all. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, Cousin Linda, thank you. Thank you for joining us, Cousin Linda. I really appreciate you being a part of the show. I appreciate your comments. I appreciate your wisdom. And I look forward to chatting with you for future shows. Amen. Be blessed. Be blessed, Cousin Linda. Well, I have truly enjoyed your ministry. I pray that God continues to bless you. Also, that we can be a blessing to others. Amen. It is truly a blessing to be a blessing to other people. Amen. Oh, thank you, Cousin Linda. You're a phenomenal woman, Stephanie. Stay strong. Amen, Cousin Linda. I thank you and pray for me as the Lord puts you on, puts me on your heart, and I will keep you in prayer as well. Amen. God's blessings to you, Cousin Linda. So, y'all, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Look, y'all, I do want to give just an announcement or two so that you all know what's going on in Be Free Ministry. Y'all, guess what? If you didn't know, I'm about to tell you. This year marks 25 years that I have been in ministry. 
I preached my first sermon on January 28th, 1999, 25 years this year, it will be that the Lord has blessed me to be in ministry. And we are going to celebrate on the 29th. You all know I normally do not come on on a fifth Sunday. And I was going to come on the 28th, but the Lord said the 29th, Stephanie. So I'm going to come on on the 29th. I have a speaker in mind that I really need to reach out to them to bring forth the word to us on that night. And if that person is available, they will bring forth the word. If they're not, I'll see what God says. Um, But we're going to celebrate 25 years that I have been in ministry. Y'all, I got me an anniversary banner. I showed you. I'm going to have my anniversary banner up. We're going to celebrate what the Lord has done. To God be the glory, y'all. I take no credit to God. I give credit to my mom for bringing me up in church and to my grand, my granddaddy um, for taking me to church with him as he got the church, you know, lit the, lit the, um, the um the heaters as he lit the heaters and I remember him doing the communion and all that. So I give credit to my family for making sure that I was in church and I grew up in church. And I thank God for that. And so so y'all get some credit, but God get all the credit. <laughs> God get all the glory. Amen. So join me. Continue to join me on Thursdays at 6 30 p.m. for the Stephanie Humphrey channel and the Stephanie Humphrey broadcast. But truly Meet me here on February 29th at 7 p.m. as I celebrate um, my 25 years in ministry. And I'm going to put the link right here in the chat so you all can have it. Um, So that's February 29th at 7 p.m. You are also in March, March 25th through March 30th. I will be hosting a He Got Up resurrection service. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. A He Got Up resurrection service. On Monday, He Got Up the journey. I'll I'll bring the, that word. On Tuesday, He Got Up. Jesus Got Up, Deaconess Tasha Owens. On Wednesday, I have yet to have a speaker, but I'm hoping to secure somebody. On Thursday, He Got Up, the benefit of the doubt, Minister Humphrey. On Friday, He Got Up, the disciples shut in but not closed out. Oh, that's that's good, y'all. Woo, that's a good topic. I like that one. I might end up preaching that one too, but I'm gonna see if somebody else can do it. And then on Saturday to close us out, he got up the Great Commission. My mom is gonna bring the word then. And so I'm excited for that March resurrection service. I encourage you to join us that entire week at 7 p.m. right here on the Stephanie Humphrey channel. Look, you all, uh, last thing I'm gonna say before I say goodbye, February is Heart Health Awareness Month, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in um, the month, but on the first Friday of every February, which is tomorrow, we wear red to let women know because heart disease is a leading cause of death for women. I don't have the statistics right in front of me. Um, but it is a leading ca- a leading cause of death for women. And so the first Fridays in February, we were, were ran to remind women, to remind us to take care of our heart. And it's also a reminder for all of us, because men, you need to take care of your heart too. Our children need to take care of their heart. You know, so it's just a reminder for us to be heart 
healthy. So if you remember to wear red tomorrow, do so. If you're not able to wear red because you have a uniform, maybe you can have a red ribbon or maybe a red scarf. Or if you're a lady, have some red earrings if you can. But um, but wear red tomorrow if you can, just in honor of Heart Health Awareness Month, okay? Also, this is Black History Month. We'll be talking about Black history a little bit later on this month as well. Okay, you all, so I am done. You all take care, be blessed. Thank you so much, family, for chatting with me. I appreciate you so much for supporting my ministry, for loving on me, and for encouraging me in my ministry. Look, if nobody has told you that they love you, I love you. This is Be Free Ministries, uh-oh, wait a minute. I might be getting something else in the chat. Hold on just a second. Uh-oh, hold on just a second. So my, let me get a few more comments before I say my last closing. So Sister Wanda said, the devil is that miserable being. He wants company in hell with him. Amen. That is so true. Um, and my uncle asked, which Thursday do I recognize small black businesses? I actually don't have a particular Thursday that I recognize small black businesses. I actually recognize them as I buy new products. So once I buy a new product, I've been doing some unboxing of that new product. So it just kind of happens randomly. and But it normally does happen on the third or fourth Thursday because I'll do the unboxings during... Um, during I sip and say with Stephanie. So it's usually the third and fourth Thursdays, but I don't have a set time to do it. But you all, but Uncle Gregory and listeners, I did find some new black businesses and I'm hoping to order from soon. So I'm hoping to have a, an unboxing maybe in March might be the next time that I'll have it. But but if you have some ideas, Uncle Gregory, let me know. Let me know. Yeah, I don't have a set time, but what I will do as a reminder to our listeners, I will go ahead and put the link for um, Black businesses that I keep on my website. And you all, I try to keep it updated with the new businesses that I'm learning about, but I have not updated it since December. And so I know it is time for me to go in and update. Um, I know it is time for me to go in and update my Black businesses website, but I'm going to add the information so that you can have it. And I will give an announcement the next time I do an unboxing. I'll let us know in advance. Okay, thank you. That was a great question. Thank you so much for asking. So look, you all, again, be blessed. Enjoy the joy tomorrow. Enjoy your weekend. And if nobody has told you that they love you today. Oh, one more thing. I promise this is the last thing. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you like this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe, okay? If nobody has told you that they love you today, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off. Thank you for joining the Stephanie Humphrey podcast. If you would like to view this podcast live, join us at the Stephanie Humphrey channel on YouTube live at 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays. Don't forget to like this episode, subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel, and share with your family and friends. Be blessed.